This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Hello, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I just got out of confession, so I feel great. It's been a while since I've been to confession, and I somehow had forgotten about how good it feels. Uh, So I hope that uh, because of that, the Holy Spirit can use me to uh, put the fire of his help, put the fire of his love in your heart. Let us pray to Mama Mary that she would make this time together fruitful. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. So Jesus, uh, you know, how, how long did he live um, with Mary and Joseph for a lot of the time? You know, 30 years, likely. Um, and so he would have been... Yeah, it's like, did Jesus know Scripture well? Well, he kind of wrote Scripture. You know, God, it's an inspired word of God. So Jesus would have, as God, would have known every word of Scripture. Um, but as a human... Um, you know, I don't, you know, would it be, what would have been his experience have been with scripture in the synagogue, you know, in the, in the synagogue, they didn't have the new Testament. It hadn't happened yet. And there was, um, more potentially more reading than in our church. And so the old Testament, you know, would have been read a lot, a lot more. Um, and so I just want you to imagine Jesus, you know, sitting with his, dad in the synagogue um, and listening to the reading from Isaiah 42 that we have. So let's just imagine, you know, little Jesus, let's say he's eight years old, um, sitting there next to his dad, you know, at the age where starts to, you know, think of being a man, you know, that that's on the horizon um, and he's sitting there next to his dad and he's listening to the word from Isaiah thus says the Lord here is my servant whom I uphold my chosen one with whom I am pleased upon whom I have put my spirit he shall bring forth justice to the nations <laughs> Jesus heart must have just you know he's sitting next to his dad Joseph and he's hearing these words you know prophesied about him and about John the Baptist and and he and he hears those words upon whom I have put my spirit my chosen one with whom I am pleased you know and he hears his father in heaven you know just speaking those words to him not crying out not shouting not making his voice heard in the street, a bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. You just imagine Jesus thinking about, you know, his mission, you know, hearing those words and his, the blood, you know, just courses through his veins like fire, you know, because he knows, he knows his, mis- his mission. Um, is coming and 
And if you think about him in the in the temple, when he when he stays behind and he's in the temple teaching the elders and the scribes and the Pharisees, and Mary and Joseph don't know that he's there. And he he just and he says when they when they find him, he says, "Didn't you know that I must be about my father's work?" <laughs> because you know the the father's word is burning in his heart. He is the word. You know, in this work, this mission that the Father sent for him, you know, just fills him with so much desire and such deep, you know, in his being as a as a God man, you know, is this desire to do what is what is being spoken in Isaiah. But um, you know, Mary and Joseph call him back to his home in Nazareth and he is obedient to them. You know, he knows he must he must be patient and also obviously he's, he's very happy with Mary and Joseph but it's interesting that Mary he, Jesus goes out to do the work of his father at the age of 13 and Mary and Joseph call him back and then at the wedding feast at Cana he says uh, he says to his mom you know my time is not yet come when she wants him to perform a miracle and and then she says <laughs> um, what did she say do whatever he tells you. And it's almost like she's releasing him, you know, out to the world. That God through Mary is releasing him. You know, and, and at that moment where the humanity of Jesus, you know, uh, fully, you know, it is, is released into his mission. You know what? He must have been so excited to work that, that miracle at Cana. Um, but the, the cornerstone of, of Jesus being released on his mission, you know, is his baptism. And that is what the gospel is about. So let's pray to the Holy Spirit that he could come into our hearts and fill us with the burning love and wisdom of God, that we could come to a fuller understanding of of the Holy Spirit and of Jesus and of Jesus's mission in our hearts. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Let's just spend a little bit of time in silence asking the Holy Spirit to come. close your eyes if you wish and set yourself in along the Jordan River banks not a crazy wide river it's not the Mississippi um, and you probably you know could have could have when it's not the rainy season could have you know walked um, out to the middle um, and on you know, it's close to the desert, um, so it's not incredibly lush, but certainly right along the banks would have been, you know, lined with, with some trees and plants. And in the in John has been there baptizing. And the gospel says the people were filled with expectation and all were asking their hearts whether John might be the Christ. 
you know, as, as we will, when we hear reports of, of Jesus, when he comes again, we'll ask him, is this him? John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. Think about Jesus at, at, uh, the last supper where he does, you know, this great act of humility and love of washing the apostles' feet. And he takes off their sandals and washes the dirt off their feet. But John is saying here, I'm not even worthy to loosen the thong on his sandals in order to wash his feet. I'm not even worthy to touch the the, the dirtiest part, you know, the, the leather on his sandals. And he says of Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, that we the the reading at Mass skips some, so we kind of jump. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized, and was praying. So in this version of the baptism of Jesus, you know, we usually think of, you know, Jesus in the act of being baptized, you know, the spirit descends, you know, that, that it makes a really good picture. But in, in this reading, I want you to imagine, you know, Jesus has been baptized by John, you know, in the Jordan, and he's praying, you know, and everybody's been baptized. After all the people have been baptized and Jesus also had been baptized. So all the activity, it, it appears, is done. And Jesus is praying. So, you know, is everybody praying? Is everybody, you know, standing on the banks praying? Are they praying in silence? Are they praying together? You know, are they kneeling? Or are they looking up, you know, to heaven with their arms raised? Heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And Luke says, like a dove. The closest thing he can he can compare it to, or that people who, who were there could compare it to, was a dove. You know, but it's not a dove. It is like a dove. It is the Holy Spirit in bodily form, you know, descending upon Jesus. You know, did it, did it kind of circle around, you know, going slowly lower, but kind of back and forth, you know, until it descended right over Jesus, its wings flapping over his head, you know, or did it come just straight down upon him? And a voice came from heaven You are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. Just imagine the, the Father saying that to you right now. You are my beloved daughter, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased.
don't know about you, but those words have always just cut so deep into my heart. It's almost like, you know, it it puts a, an opening, you know, in an untapped, you know, reservoir of, of desire. And I know we all have that desire. We were we were made in the image of God. We were made to be fulfilled by the infinite love of the Father. You know me, we all have a Father on earth. And just that that earthly fatherhood, we, we long so much for our fathers, you know, to say they are pleased with us. And I am a father, and I don't always say that to my children because, you know, I am broken and I am self-centered. And, but it's so good to get that affirmation that our father is pleased with us. And when we don't get it from our earthly fathers, or whether or not we get it, we can always look to the Father in heaven. And he is always looking upon us with love. He knit us together in our mother's womb. We are fearfully, wonderfully made. And just because our garments, we have walked in the dirty streets, you know, our garments are soiled with sin. The Father looks under the garment. He looks to the creature, the beautiful creature that he made, and he loves us. No matter what our baptismal garment looks like, no matter how much we have sinned, Jesus, God the Father, brushes away the sin you know, he just sees right through it. He sees to the beautiful being that he made in you, and he loves you. He loves you because he made you beautiful. He made you wonderful. He made me wonderful. And it's so hard to admit that sometimes. But like Jesus, let us rejoice when the father looks at us and says, this is my beloved child in whom I am pleased. God bless you.